Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. (laughs) Hey, you know what that means. It's Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. And I don't know if my super co-host is here or not. We're having problems. Oh, my God. It's it's a Pesach miracle. (laughs) Roya, I hear. Thank you, Hashem. I hear you perfectly. You're on the air. Oh, thank goodness. My internet went out this morning. I think somebody put a curse on me. You know who that was. <laughs> My Comcast internet is out. Oh, Oy. and it just as soon as you hung up, uh, tomorrow's like, you're going on the air now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, great. I, you hung up, but now I hear you perfect. That's great. Okay, well, we're going to try. We're, we're, we're flying by the seat of our pants. It's okay. Literally, you're literally down the street from me. My internet's fine. I know. I don't know. Somebody put a curse on me. Okay. Baruch Hashem. God <laughs> wants you to be on the air today. So that's good. I got thank on. Hashem. Say thank you, I, Hashem. Thank you. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you. I got on. Good, good. <laughs> oh, did you hear my intro, though? Or Yeah, I guess you did. No, no. I got my call dropped. And then as I got on, I could hear you talking. Okay. So good. you almost right. had to do the show all by yourself. I that would be hard. I would say, Miss Producer, please interject. <laughs> this show is impossible to do by myself because I need I need a co-host. I need a fee, I need feedback. So thank yes. God. Anyway, the I'm lovely here. the lovely Roya Mosini and everybody, she made it. Yay! I made it. I will not be deterred. Every week there's something with you. You're just we don't know if you're if you're in your, some days you're in your car, you're lotioning your father, you're yep. not here, you're taking the day off. I mean, you're just like where uh where's Waldo? We never know. Where's Roya? That's me. Anyway, oh, so uh, welcome everybody. Um anyway, we're happy, here. Uh of uh it's Cholchamot here. Uh it's uh-huh. Pesach. I hope everyone has had a good Pesach. If we can, um, if our if our producer can put up our listeners, we can say hello to our listeners. Maybe we don't have any listeners today. That's all right too. <laughs> Maybe um, their internet is out also. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I was going to say in my intro, but you weren't on the air. I was going to say I spent the night dancing with the devil. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's amazing? Um, yeah. Hashem brings every brings everybody that you encounter in your life, Hashem, it's all Hashem. He brings everybody in there. And last night, Hashem decided that he needed me to have a conversation with a certain person to give me some added strength in Chazuk and to get off, to, to finally, you know, end this pain. He said, Stephen, yep. it's enough of the pain already. I'm going to make, I'm going to get you where you need to be. And so yep. he had me, uh, have a conversation with somebody and uh boy it was wild and wacky stuff <laughs> yeah that's my johnny carson impression oh yeah <laughs> wild and wacky stuff i had to deal with the devil last night everybody oh that sounds good actually yeah well you know what sometimes it's needed and it, it's it feels good you know um yeah it does um get it off your chest i got it all off my chest uh, hopefully the pain will be gone um good. listen let's say hello to our listeners uh, United States of China, Canada, Israel, Germany, New Zealand, and the Netherlands. Ooh, Ooh good. Yeah. Lots of listeners. Um, so I hope everyone is enjoying their Pesach. Um, 
Roya, how was your weekend? I, I know that uh, you don't celebrate uh, Passover. Um, so how was uh, your weekend? Uh, it was good. It was very nice, except I have this sty on in my eye that got like really inflamed. And you saw me yesterday briefly. I have this big like drainage like in, on my cheek. It's really painful. So that kind of put a little dent in my weekend. But other than that, it was wonderful. Saw lots of friends, had a nice uh, dinner last night with William's best friend's family, my son's best friend's family. It was very nice. Got to see you and your kids briefly and your mom. And uh, That's right, because you, you, you yeah. celebrate. You ce- if, if our listeners don't know, Roya is uh, not Jewish. She's uh, <laughs> Iranian, uh, but she's, she's not an Arab, everybody. So calm um, down. She's a, she's a Christian uh, uh, Iranian, so she celebrates Easter. Yes. Well, you know, we just we don't really we're not religious at all. I know it's terrible, but um, but you know, we just celebrate all holidays. And my my son's father is Jewish, so I usually do celebrate Passover. Actually, this year, um, that's the, right. You the, love you love the chopped else, liver. But, you oh love my the gosh! Liver. Oh, it's so good, and the brisket. Oh, it's all so good. My ex husband is an excellent cook, so I will give him props on that he cooks the most delicious food so wow. we i, I kind of celebrate everything but yeah it was a lovely weekend just you know filled with friends and uh different things the weather is beautiful here so that's nice um the, the weather is beautiful today and it's a yeah. brand new day and listen um so uh i will tell you that i've uh, the one thing um i love passover but the one thing that i really don't look forward to because it's the week where i live off fruit and matzah <laughs> And let me tell you something. You know what that does to a man's stomach? <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh Thank goodness I, I don't live with you. <laughs> thank God. Listen, I, I know you can't see me, but I I'm, I'm I have my matzah right here. I have Aww. matzah and my glass of orange juice. So uh, I'm, I'm living off matzah Aww, and kosher. fruit. Oh, my God. Your poor mother. She's got to kick you out after this week. <laughs> oh, my God. You have no idea what that does to my stomach. <laughs> That's why... Uh, for Jews, uh, the bathroom is very important. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, especially well, during over Passover. Right, wait. Well, how was it? Uh, you went to your rabbi's house for what, like four nights? Oh, that's you right. Yes. Oh, I was week? very nervous. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. um, for the first time, Baruch Hashem, uh, there was a um, uh, uh, Yom Tov, which is means holiday, which was pass- Passover. Mm-hmm. Now here in uh, Galut, uh, which means exile. Uh, anywhere outside of Israel, we celebrate two seders, Wednesday night and Thursday night. In Israel, they only celebrate one, Wednesday night. So okay. I was at my rabbi's house from Wednesday night through the Yom Tov and then right into Shabbos, baby. So <laughs> it, it was like three nights, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. I left late Saturday night. Right. Four nights with his family. Well, wow. B- before you went in, I said to you, Stephen, what's the bathroom situation there? <laughs> That's because right. Because that could be really uh, tricky. That's right, and and I'm very. Uh, I like to be at home, and like I'll go if I'm not at home, I'll go days with without going to the bathroom because I refuse to go in in a public place. Like I won't go if I'm out shopping, if I'm at a restaurant, at a Target. I will suffer. I will suffer for the comforts of my own home, and that's just the way I am. And but you know what? His, I, uh, he had a nice I, I was staying in his basement which it's a finished basement and they had a beautiful bathroom right there so it was like my own little suite so I was fine oh that's Everything nice was fine. Yeah. but you said last time when you stayed there before the bathroom was out of service so he fixed, 
Did he fix the he fixed the bathroom for you? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> All right. Our producer enough with the bathroom. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he fixed it. So everything was good. All and right, I remember, good. remember last week we talked about taking the dishes into the shower. Right, right. Did you have to do that? Or you just uh, said, screw I, it. And I took a shower. I, I took a shower like at Friday morning, uh, uh-huh. 5 a.m. And he said, listen, Steve, uh, I don't know who's okay. telling you this about the dishes. <laughs> but uh, he goes, if you want to take a shower, take a shower. He goes, don't worry about it. So I said, fine. Uh, so I took, okay. a, I took a shower Friday morning, but I only took one shower. One shower. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, all right. At least you got one. <laughs> oh, look. Here's our producer chiming in. I also told you that. <laughs> she did. She did yeah. tell you that. Well, oh, somebody's calling. I guarantee it's my dad. Well, let me look. Hold on. No, no, don't, I'm answer on my phone. Phone. don't answer that phone. Keep I'm it not answering. It's, de- it's my dad. Oh. Okay. Javad, we're on the air. It gets more comical every day. That's right. Call five more times. Uh, but right. it was great. It was great. I spent the whole Shabbos with his good. family. This, my seders were really good. It was a community seder, um, and I and I was with him and his family, and it was just great. Um, I didn't have to see my rabbi in his robe once. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, because you had your own little suite in the basement, so that's right. But you, you know were what? safe. But you know what? Every <laughs> now look. Uh, he's a he's a, a Hasidish rabbi. He's Hasidish. Um, uh, and so they, he wears like a capote, a capota. Mm-hmm. I, I can't explain it, but it's just what, uh, rabbis wear, uh, religious Jews, Hasidim, they wear during mm-hmm. Shabbos. It's like a long uh-huh. black coat, his black hat. Anyway, okay. every time I saw him all day long, he was in his, he was in his rabbi garb. I never saw him <laughs> oh, out of the rabbi. He was fully dressed. I was like, rabbi, do you just sleep in that outfit? <laughs> and then when the alarm goes off at 6 a.m., you pull the covers off. and you pops right up. He pops right up, and he's already in his rabbi uniform. He's got the black hat, his capote, and uh, he's ready to daven. He probably sleeps standing up in that outfit. And he just his alarm goes off, and he just walks out the door of his bedroom, and he's ready That's to go. Right. He he was always in his uniform, which I love, and he was always saying Aww. words of Torah. And you know what he said to me? He goes, "Let me." T-. And the food, I ate so much food. Oh, I mean, between that. the holiday and then Shabbos, and my stomach was going to explode. Baruch, Baruch Hashem, I had a nice quiet bathroom. But, uh, <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, it, it was so much food. I must have gained ten pounds. I'm so fat and gross. Um, <laughs> but my rabbi, he basically summed up the holiday. He summed up. He's like, "Listen, Steve, this is what it's all about." He's like, "It's going to be." It is. It's going to be. Uh, he goes, "It's going to be uh, davening, uh, mm-hmm. eating, and sleeping." Mm-hmm. And repeat. <laughs> Davin, it's beautiful. You know, Davin, eating yep, and sleeping and, and repeat. Sleeping. That's all we do. Yeah. All right. But you know what? It's beautiful. It's togetherness. It's it's wonderful that he welcomes you into his home and you get beautiful. to have that experience. I love it. That's yeah, great. he's he's got seven beautiful children. I was playing with his wow. children oh. and you know, I think the last maybe hour and a half before Shabbos and you know, I was itching to get out. It was like I felt like I was on vacation not vacation. I felt like I was in someone of a uh like a, a Bible prison. Oh. <laughs> a bubble you're in your little like, i was in my little bubble i was dying yeah. to get out i'm like i'm like uh, okay can we do havdala now i'm on he's like relax relax where do you got to go i'm like where do i gotta go i've been living in your home for four days i'm ready to get out <laughs> all right we gotta wrap it up everybody we're okay. gonna come back and we'll give you some great news some good stories <laughs>
Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome back to Israel News Talk Radio. hi My name is Steve Miller. It's Chol Hamod. And here we have our my lovely sidekiss, the beautiful Roya uh, Mosinian. Roya, how are you? I'm um, great. I'm great. How are you? Ah, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> so happy. Um, I'm happy because I uh, survived the night with the devil last night. <laughs> that's always uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, came out the other side. That's right. So here, listen. So since uh, we're celebrating mm-hmm. uh, my divorce. <laughs> yes. Good. We've been, well, we've been <laughs> talking about it for the last couple of weeks. You know, if you don't know everybody, you know, it's, it's, it's Uncle Stevie's getting divorced. Bird. <laughs> um and uh, anyway, so here's an article I found. Uh, it's just whatever. It's just ridiculous. I love these things. Uh, it's like it's like a Cosmo. Oh, I love these. I this count is... on you. You're my Cosmo. You find these stories and you read them to me every Monday. I love I them. I know. They're great. This one's good. You'll like this. This says 10 things to never say to your husband if you want to stay married. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I'm sorry if you didn't hear that, people. Ten things to never say to your husband if you want to stay married. What is my producer <laughs> writing? Chol ha moed. All right. Sorry. Did I mispronounce it? You know, can you just, you know, she's like either she acts like my mother or my English teacher. Just be my friend. Oh, she is like yes. a mom. She's like a mother yes. figure to you. She, she goes, yes, you mispronounced it. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's anyway, okay. God. We'll forgive you. Mom. Anyway, it says here, marriage is not easy. Any married person will tell you that, right? But uh, for as much as as work they are, they can also be easily destroyed. Yes, that is true. (laughs) And our husbands, although they might forgive, don't forget. So here are 10 things you should never say to your husband. Now, Roya, you were married. How long were you married for? Um, About seven years. Seven years? Oh, yeah, not long. Not long. Boy, you got got rid of him quick. (laughs) I don't mess around, Stephen. Oh, believe me, honey. I know you don't. Anyway, um, you tell it like it is. That's why I love you. All right. Um, here's the first thing you should never say. These are just so funny. These, this is the first thing you should never say to your husband if you want to stay married. Here's number one. It, it's no particular order, but okay. um, I hate your family. <laughs> you think? Let, let's not beat around the bush here. In, in, right. In-laws, relationships can be tough, but you shouldn't they say can. I hate your family. Yeah, I think that's probably not a good thing to say. Uh, it says here, why shouldn't you say that? Because his family is an extension of him. His parents and siblings were the first people he ever loved in this world. And you're telling him you hate them. <laughs> yeah, it's not not good. Okay, here's number two. Uh, uh-huh. did, now, did you do any? Now, if you did any of these, you let me know. Did you ever say, uh, David, I hate your family? No, never. I love his family. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, here we go. How about this? Did you ever say to him, you never do anything right? <laughs> I might have said something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I Believe me. You tell me that all the time. I can imagine if you were a husband. Uh, it says here, another thing you should never say to your husband if you want to stay married, how badly he does everything. <laughs> you think? Uh, it says here, it, it says here, if you want to if you want a long lasting marriage, learn to take a deep breath and avoid using definite statements such as never and always. Correct. Never. OK, here's number three. Why do you always and then insert behavior, whatever that is. Why do you always <laughs> like this? Uh, yep. it's, it basically picks up on the last point. Uh, no personal attacks. 
Uh, here's the next one. It says here, I wish you were more like this person. <laughs> oh, 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 that's brutal. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't say that to your husband. And this probably goes that. for saying it to your wife, too. Right. Yeah, it goes both now, ways. Here's the here's one that's really interesting. Um, I think you're going to find uh, like, wow, I can't believe you. if you say that you're not going to stay married. Ready? Uh-huh. Number five. I don't love you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe someone's writing an article about this? I think that seems pretty obvious. <laughs> telling telling your husband that you don't love him anymore is a big statement to make. And it probably only will come up during an intense argument. I don't even know if it should ever come up unless you're on your way to divorce. Then right. it's fine to say because it's over. That's like, funny because that's what I, I said last night to the devil. <laughs> well, um, you know, you get to a point where you, 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 yeah, if somebody uh, does things to you, now here's you, you one don't that's love been, them. Now, here's one that's been said to me. This, this okay. one my ex-wife used to say to me all the time. You're just like your father. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. That's a big that's like that's like a double whammy because it's yeah. insulting your father and you. That's a it's bad a, one. It says here, my own marriage, my husband has his fair share of issues with his dad. So if he if you say something like your dad, you have your temper like your father. So, yeah, um, Just like your father. That's brutal. Here's number seven. I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> here's okay. number eight. Here's okay. number eight. Uh, oh, this is one that I've heard a lot in my marriage. You're being ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that all the time from everyone in your world. <laughs> I, I hear that from you, Roya. I mean, my God. <laughs> no, I'm your biggest supporter. <laughs> I know. And then here, know. here's one. Here's number nine. Uh, two mm-hmm. more people. It says, you're just like your ex. <laughs> <laughs> and here's yeah, number 10. Number Ready? 10. Yep. Number 10, you should never say to your husband if you want to uh, stay married. Can I get a drum roll, Roya? Yes. Was that good? No, it was terrible. <laughs> but anyway, I'll take it. Uh, here it is. Ready? I'm ready. I want a divorce. Oh. <laughs> now, I'll tell you that. I heard that one, babe. It's okay to say, oh, look, here's the dog. It's okay to say if you really do want a divorce. So there you go. That's right. <laughs> oh, the dog's going to start barking. Oh, God. It's funny. That's good. We have some new listeners. Oh, guess who's listening? China and the Philippines. Oh, good, good. Love it. I love love Chinese food. (laughs) I do, too. You and I I order Chinese food a lot. That's our thing. We do. Ten minutes. Always ready in ten minutes. (laughs) We can order food for 20 people, and they say the same thing. Ten minutes. (laughs) You know what I don't like about the Chinese food place we order from, Roya? I, I like uh, uh, chicken. I like uh, chicken and vegetables, but I don't like the brown sauce. I like the sweet and sour sauce. So I always ask them. It comes with brown. But I say, listen, can you put uh, the red sauce on my chicken and vegetables? And what do they always say? The woman goes, oh, that's, <laughs> I know. Not, that's not good. Why you want that? Right. I go, because I happen to like the sweet and sour sauce. Can you please just do it? But that's not, that not normal. We that's put not right. Sauce. Yeah, that's what they did. You were there. That's not right. I it's was. Like, it's like, I was. I'm like, I'm the customer. Can you please just do what the customer wants? That's not right. Nope. That, that, that's not good. You want on side? You want, I put on side. No, I want it mixed no. in. It's okay. I like it. Don't worry. I'll eat it. Okay. Oh, it's so funny. It's so true because I've, I've witnessed this. They do not want to change the sauce for you. Sweet and sour, no good. 
No good. They go, okay, no good. fine, fine. <laughs> and I go, fine. How long will it be ready? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Uh, do you have any stories that you'd like to share? Well, well, I do, but because my internet is down and I'm I'm on my phone calling in, I can't put you on speaker to look oh. at my phone of my stories. So I'm a I'm a double whammy mess today. Wow! Really... So the whole show is depending on me. <laughs> Possibly. Hopefully, Hashem, give me the the talent to be able to keep this show. Once again, my co-host has failed me. <laughs> How did you get this job? I don't know. I'm the worst co-host Every ever. week you find some way to screw me. <laughs> it's so true. But you know what? I um, I reset my router. So I'm going to try on our next break. I'm going to try to get on my actual computer and be professional. Don't worry. You're fine. Uh, here's another <laughs> Here's another article. It, 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 look, people, I, I hope that you enjoy the relationship stuff. You know, sometimes the show can't always be about Yiddishkeit or Israel or Jews or, you know, sometimes it, – it, uh, the the hog the holiday happened on Wednesday so from Wednesday to Saturday night Sunday I was out and I didn't I couldn't even look for stories but I, I happened to you know so I just want to you know whatever it's fine you'll enjoy the show if not I'm sorry I'm, I'm gonna apologize now <laughs> he's here's, apologizing in advance okay here's here's another one there's another one this is uh, I found this in psychology and relationships uh, segment uh, or okay. part it says Harvard trained psychologists. Um, if you use any of these nine phrases every day, your relationship is more successful than most. Okay, so the last article was talking about bad, negative things. This one's talking about good. Now, we got two minutes left. Hopefully, I can get past them. Okay. Uh, here, here are the nine things. One says, I appreciate your effort. Okay. Oh, that's Yeah, that's always nice to hear. That's right. Here's, mm -hmm. here's another one. I like you. <laughs> oh, well, that's always good to hear rather than I hate you. Get out that's of my right. face. Uh, and here's another one you should say, uh, help me better understand this. Like, that's the way you should approach in a relationship. That's communication, yeah. That's right, that's right. And yeah. here, here's here's another one you like. I'm listening. That's mm, good. That's a good one. Uh, here's oh, here's one that I used to say a lot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, uh, a heartfelt apology is always a good thing. That's right. And here's number you six. Mean it. Here's number six, Roya. I've said this too. I forgive you. Can you forgive me? Have you ever said that? Um, I don't know if I've said that, honestly. I mean, I've definitely said I'm sorry, which isn't an easy thing to do, but um, that, that's a good one. Okay. Here's one. I'm committed to you. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Here's, here, here's one too. In the last minute, let's have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, here's number nine. This is always so. So the last article, you should never say I hate you if if you're to your husband. And here's one you no. should say if you want a long lasting relationship. I love you. Oh, that's always nice to hear. That's right. And I love that, these obvious that, lists. That's right. And you know what? These are the nine things that you should say uh, if you want your marriage to last. And let me tell you something. In the last 30 seconds, I would like to announce to the world, I said all nine of these and I still got divorced. <laughs> so basically disregard all the lists in these magazines. Disregard they everything because it doesn't work. I said the ones that you shouldn't say I got divorced. I say the ones you should say I still got divorced. Oh, Stephen, we love you. Right. We'll be back after these messages.
Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to our third and final segment. hi to Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller with the lovely Persian my beautiful sidekick, the funniest woman in the world, the greatest laugher in the world, my biggest supporter, Miss Roya Mosinian. Yay. Hi. Gee, I have I good... used, you, you sound so enthused. <laughs> Hi. I, I have good news. I what? got my iPad out so I can pull up um, one of my news stories that I found. Oh, you have internet now? <laughs> no. Well, I, I'm still like on the phone calling in, but... Um, since I couldn't look on my phone because I have the phone to my ear, I used my iPad to find the story. Okay, so what, would you go ahead? Go ahead okay, tell us what you got. Okay, so I have a good story. You ready? You don't mind? I'll be eating matzah while you talk. Go oh, ahead. okay. <laughs> um, don't be chewing into the microphone, though. My ex-husband used to uh, yell at me all the time for chewing into the phone. He didn't like that. <laughs> That's another thing you shouldn't do if you want to stay Were you talking to him on the phone? Was he on the other line or he was watching you talk to people while you were No, no, like like he would call and I'd be eating something and chewing in his ear. And he'd be like, I got to go. You're chewing in the phone. Well, that's probably why you got divorced. Probably. (laughs) That was one of the things. All right. So, um, okay. So, Stephen, you know I like to travel, right? I like to fly, travel, see places. And... um, What do you think? Are you afraid of snakes? No, you're not afraid of snakes, are you, Stephen? I mean, I mean, not. I mean, I'd be like, I wouldn't go picking up a big snake, but in general, no, I'm not afraid. But I would right. stay away from them. You're an animal lover, but yes, you, yes, you don't I want a venomous animal. snake around no, you, no, do you? No, no, like no, a no. cobra. Okay, no. so no, no, no. So I found this article. Um, so basically, captain of an airplane felt a slither of a venomous st- snake as he was in the cockpit. And he turned the plane around. So <laughs> this pilot, he said, it says, of all things to go wrong in midair in the cockpit of a plane, finding a venomous snake under the pilot seat must surely be one of the worst scenarios. So this pilot was flying from um, South Africa to, a, to another airport, and he felt a cold sensation under his shirt. Under his, his shirt? Head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. You, you're kidding me. That is <laughs> no. frightening. Isn't it? Wait, he was in midair or was it before they took off? No, no. He was in midair flying. He feels a cold sensation under his shirt where his hip is. He looks down. He looks down. It says the pilot was surprised to see a highly venomous Cape Cobra under his seat. Oh, (laughs) my God. Are you serious? Yeah. How How did it get in there? Well, who knows, you know. Listen, how do they get into people's homes and, you know, snakes? I mean, yeah, but into the cockpit of an airplane. I mean, that's insane. And it I was know. in his shirt. That's like something out of a horror movie. Right. Actually, there is like some kind of cult. At the end of the article, there was like some kind of cult movie like back in the 70s where there was a venomous snake on an airplane. So well, it referenced that. But yeah. Did and you see hit- the movie with Samuel Jackson? Snakes that's on a movie. plane, man. That's the movie. That's the movie it referenced. Well, it's not from it's not from the seventies. It's oh. from like two thousands. Oh, well, don't God, listen to Roya. me. Can you get with it? You're like it's a movie from nineteen forty five. From the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, snakes on a plane, man. That's right. The whole plane was covered. Samuel M. Jackson. Snakes on a plane, man. 
all you white people get off. That was I a great Samuel movie. It was so Jackson. bad. It was one of the I love Samuel Jackson, too. It was so bad. But, yeah, the plane was like covered in snakes. I'm surprised the pilot didn't like freak out and like crash the plane. I mean, I know. Right. Well, you he know, turned the, composer, the plane around. He, he turned that and he was uh, he's like, where was he from? South Africa? Yes. Yes. And he says, here's his in quotes. As I turned to my left and looked down, I could see the head of the snake receding back underneath my seat, at which point there was a moment of stunned silence. I'll bet. He decided to turn the aircraft around and make an emergency landing. <laughs> and, the pl- and the snake stayed with him the whole time? Yeah. Well, then the, the snake slid it off. It said, um, well, well, one bite from the Cape Cobra can kill you in one hour, in as little as an hour. So um, he says, you know, wow. he had he he was concerned for his passengers. Anyway, he said um, it didn't it didn't strike anyone. Um, but oh, oh, it says the incident has drawn comparisons to the cult 2006 film Snakes on a Plane. Yeah, I told you, and you said yep. the 70s. Do you do you actually read these articles, or do you just like look at barely. the headlines? Barely. I look at the headline. <laughs> this is the same person. You don't. Do you know what century we're in? I'm going to give you a little test. What century are we in? <laughs> 30th 30th century (laughs) i'm gonna go high (laughs) i can't believe we graduated from the same school i know it's a sin isn't it (laughs) you know uh yeah he's been praised as a hero by the way that the snake was not found upon landing the snake was never found wow you know it slithered off to you know some little crack in the wall and that was that that is terrible that's it that's wow i don't want to fly on that plane that's, that's a light. That's a lighten up story. Thank God. Uh, you know, he's like, I'm turning this thing around. There's a <laughs> snake in my pants. Yeah, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Scary you know what movie. That's from No. Toy Story. Oh, oh, there's, there's a snake in my boot. There's, there's a snake in my pants in the plane. <laughs> anyway, good story, Roya. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Every once in a while, I come through. That's right. Let me ask you something real quick. Out uh-huh. of we graduated high school with what four hundred eighty-seven people in our class? No, it was like five something, like okay. five sixty. Okay. So where where did you come in ranked? Um, <laughs> five sixty-one. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I I was lower than you. I was like four hundred and eighty yeah. something. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe I can look that up somewhere. Maybe it's listed on the internet somewhere. I don't know, but I wasn't honored. Why would it. your ranking of, of Abington High School be in the, on the Internet? <laughs> Roy, you're know. so funny. All I know is I wasn't number one because I wasn't giving that speech up in front of everyone at graduation. So That's I right. definitely I can, wasn't number one. I can attest for that. Hey, listen, guess who, <laughs> who guess who's listening? Hungary. Hello, oh, Hungary. That's new. Hungry, That's new. hungry hippo. <laughs> I'm eating matzah, everybody. <laughs> and uh, my stomach is killing me. Matzah and fruit I've been surviving on. Uh, anyway. You're going to be so bloated. <laughs> you sound like my mother. <laughs> You're going to be bloated. You are. <laughs> um, anyway, here's a, here's a good article. Uh, this is from the Times of Israel. Now, look, uh, mm-hmm. lots of uh, a lot of crazy things have been happening in Israel. I'm going to talk too much about it because a lot of it's very mm. um, upsetting to me, and I don't want to talk yeah. about it. But anyway, here's um, apparently over the Chag, I guess, uh, Syria tried to launch uh, or Lebanon. I forget. One of these Arab countries was yes. launching rockets into Israel. But mm-hmm. I was I was uh, in the bathroom at my rabbi's house. So I didn't <laughs> know what was going on. Both. Oh, thank thank you, Miss Producer. Both. Oh. Um, so here 
Uh, here's the title of this from the Israel Times. Uh, in phone call, Iran's. Oh, this is from about your country, Iran. Oh. Iran's Razi and Sir, that's the president of Iran, I guess. Uh-huh. Iran's Razi and Syria's Assad tout weakness, and they predict the collapse of Israel. But what I find is it says here, President uh, Ibrahim Razi uh, spoke on the phone on Sunday with Syrian President Bashar Assad and with the leaders both touting what mm-hmm. they see as approaching the collapse of the state of Israel. Uh, I would just love to see this conversation between these I two know. guys. You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> hello, um, Bashar. Yes, yes. Is this Ibrahim? Ah, yes. Uh, happy Pesach. Oh, you're such a kidder. Death to the Jews. Yes. Oh, I love it. Uh, it says that the call came after six rockets were fired from Syria towards Israel, uh, followed by uh, Hamas mm. uh, from the Gaza Strip. So it was a great, uh, a normal Passover for Israel. Um, it says, according to Razi's office, the Iranian leader told his Syrian counterpart, listen to this, that the world is changing in favor of the axis of resistance. <laughs> so basically these guys think the world is now finally with us they're with Syria they're with us in Iran and they're against Israel oh. uh oh <laughs> uh, listen oh by the way how's your wife Bashar how is she doing how are the kids good good yes ah good. death death to the Jews and death to America oh, I would love to, to just I'd love to be a fly on the wall I would love to hear that conversation, right? Uh, yep. It says the crimes of this regime, meaning Israel, are a sign of its weakness, Razi <laughs> said. And he was telling Assad during their conversation. And then Assad responded, today the signs of collapse in the Zionist society have been revealed, which is the <laughs> result of the resistance and especially the standing of the Palestinian nation. <laughs> oh, hey. Right, Racy, guess what? As a joke to the Jews, I'm eating matzah. (laughs) (laughs) You think that's how it went down? (laughs) Absolutely. That's exactly how the conversation. So, yeah. So uh, these two crazy Arabs, your home country is trying to kill my people. (laughs) Oh, well, it's really not my home country because I was born here. But I get your father. Fine. Yes, yes, yes. With his moisturizer. (laughs) You know, there's a fwakwa on your father. (laughs) There is. (laughs) I know. Yeah. And if people don't know this, uh, Javad is a hero uh, yeah. in, in Iran, and he can't come back to the country. There's a fakwa. There uh, is. He wrote bad things about the government, which you're not allowed right. to do because he doesn't and agree. You know what? Maybe that's why he has so much problems with his skin. They've cursed him <laughs> with bad rashes. <laughs> that's true because Iranian people are supposed to have good, thick skin. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. Here's another great story. Um I love this story. I just found this this morning. This is a beautiful story. And mm-hmm. it says, 100-year-old sisters share four tips for staying mentally sharp as you age, and mm. they don't say crossword puzzles. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> My grandma these, used to do crossword puzzles. These, are, these women are over 100 years mm. old. Mm. And both Jewish women, I love mm. this, they're sisters. Uh, mm. Ruth Sweedler uh, mm. has an impressive recall and can make good conversation. Uh, she goes, my doctor loves to talk to me, Swedla says. He'd say, you're amazing. And I'd say, because I'm old. And he'd say, no, because you're sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I bet it she's is. adorable. They are adorable. It says, uh, Ruth, who lives in a retirement home in Connecticut, mm-hmm. um, 
she goes, I don't talk like an old lady. Uh, her sister, Shirley, lives in about an independent facility about 800 miles north, mm. uh, a car right away. She lives in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, they're both 106. This is wow. unbelievable. And guess what? They said they never did crossword puzzles. So that don't do crossword <laughs> puzzles, people. Okay. I thought but that was supposed to keep your mind sharp. But okay, we'll listen to them. Well, they no, know. she said, I always did a lot of reading. She goes, that's the best yes. thing to keep your mind reading. Uh, but here are the four things that uh, they say, I guess, keep them going, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so Ruth says, loved to work. She says she was an mm. amateur actress in a local theater production. Oh. She said, I stayed very active in her synagogue and various Jewish organizations. She goes, not that I'm so religious, she says, but I'm aware <laughs> that I'm Jewish and I like being involved. Oi. <laughs> so cute. It is cute. She goes, once as a part of a lunch and learn study group at the synagogue, she read through the Hebrew Bible in six months. Wow. Now, I find that? that hard to believe. How do you read the Hebrew Bible in Ooh. six months? That is, I, That's you know. Unbelievable. Did she take any breaks? I've been studying the Hebrew <laughs> Bible for eight years, and I barely scratched the surface. This woman yeah. has read the entire Hebrew Bible in six months. I'm wow. sorry. I'm calling her on that one. <laughs> She's full of it. Yeah. Uh, two is uh, she likes to connect both Ruth and her sister. It's important to connect with family. Yeah. And here's a, here's one that I guess I failed at. She goes, it's important, importance of family and especially a good marriage. <laughs> oh, there you go. She goes, there's nothing better. It's so wonderful to love and be loved. Well, I'm sorry, I Ruth. I, w I wouldn't know about that. I take exception <laughs> to that. I feel like this is why, uh, yeah, I, I, I think not being married is actually a lot less stressful. <laughs> yeah, well, That's you're, you're living a life. Um, <laughs> I, I've been in pain and you're loving life. Um, okay. Uh, she goes, the third thing is learn, uh, learning a lot. When she was younger, she loved to going to the theater with her friends. Uh, mm. She goes, I don't watch television except for I watch PBS at night. Yep, oh, and that's her educational. And her favorite show is 60 Minutes. Oh, great. Oh, so they're, they're probably no. libtards. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> she goes, I love reading. That's my passion. That's good. Yeah, my mom loves then, to read. And she always had a book. Here, yeah. Uh, here's the fourth thing. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, learn to appreciate. That's so true. Very true. Gratitude. You can have everything. And when you have the important things in life, you have to realize it. So true. Nothing goes, could be more true than that. She goes, my secret, I'm a lucky person. Although I've had illnesses and problems, I've overcome them. I'm in decent health, enjoying health, and I'm thankful for a wonderful life. Isn't that beautiful? That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, but they're adorable. Old they people are, are so cute. Yeah, the old so people in my community are great. <laughs> <laughs> you would know. <laughs> I would know. I live in a Life with an 80-year-old. That's right. <laughs> I have a funny story. All right. Quickly, go ahead. Quickly, it's a quick one. Okay. Uh, uh, producer might not like this. Drunk driver hits police department sign. So this guy in uh, Connecticut, he's a 30-year-old man managed to crash his car into the Plainfield Police Department entrance sign. <laughs> he was traveling at a high rate of speed, lost control of his Honda Accord. It careened off the road and slammed into the police station sign. <laughs> he was drunk driving. And driving he crashed and he, and he crashed into the police station and he crashed into the police station sign and got arrested was <laughs> this in florida was this florida man no it's connecticut but it sounds like florida doesn't it it's connecticut man <laughs> it's connecticut man first of all if you've had a drink don't drive past a uh, don't drive but definitely don't drive past a uh, police station 
Not only did he drive past it, but he was driving fast and smashed into the sign. Not only did he drive past it, he drove through it. <laughs> right. So needless oh. to say, he was arrested immediately. Yeah. <sighs> oh. Anyway. What a wild and wacky story. Uh-huh. Oh, don't drive drunk into the police station, Ed. <laughs> Ed McMahon was a big drinker, too. Yeah. Yeah. He had the big red nose, like the drunk nose. Yeah. He did have the drunk nose. Yep. Yep. Oi. Roya, Roya. Anyway, so last week um, we started off. I, I shared a little Devar Torah. And I think every week I'm going to share some Torah. Because uh, yes. as, I've been, as I've been told by certain people, don't always be you don't have to be the village idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to be, it's OK, because I like it. <laughs> That's right. You do like it. I'm just looking <laughs> for do. something here. Um, piece of so paper. Did you, did you write something special for us today? Uh, kind of. I mean, I, yeah. I didn't write it, but it's a message set that really uh, applies to to what's going on in my life. But it also will will help everybody else. Now, I'd want to dedicate this to Var. Mm-hmm. To uh, to uh, a good friend of Israel News Talk Radio and a personally good friend of mine, Lenny Goldberg, mm-hmm. and uh, to his father who's uh, ill, Yakov Yakov Ben Leah. He have a refluish uh, shlema, quick healing. Yes. and also to uh, a friend of my uh, parents, uh, which who you know, you probably won't know his Hebrew name, Shmuel uh, Ben Esther, or Sh- mm-hmm. uh, Shmuel Ben Esther. Mm-hmm. That's. Um, Elizabeth's father. Oh. And uh, also uh, to, uh, of course, uh, uh, Ephraim, Manasha, Yosef, Ben, Tamar. Uh, so this Devar is dedicated to them. May Hashem nice. heal them and help them and get them back on their feet again. Uh, so this actually, this is from last week's Parsha. Mm-hmm. And this just, this, 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 this is what's amazing about Torah because it's like, it just, it, it doesn't matter what you're going through in your life. It, it doesn't matter. You can open up any book in the Torah and you can find your problem and the solution all in there. So this comes from last week, um, Parsha, uh, Parsha Tzav. Um, it says here it comes from uh, Vayikra, uh, chapter six, verse four. I'm just going to read the verse and then read what the what the uh, what the rabbi says about it, what the commentators say about it. It's just I think you're going to find it amazing. It says it says, then uh, the priest shall take off his garments and put on mm-hmm. other garments and carry the ashes out of the camp unto the uh, into a pure place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go into the detail of what the verse is talking about. That's not really important. But basically, um, this comes from Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch. So basically what he says is that the taking out of the ashes that remain on the altar, the priests had to do this every morning. They would give, uh, they would give uh, offerings and they'd burn up animals. Uh, and, and then the next morning, the priests had to come and clean out the ashes from the okay. previous uh uh, offerings. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this uh, expresses the thought that each new day, the Torah must be accomplished afresh, anew. Each new day um, is is a brand new day, right? And it's mm-hmm. if nothing, it's as if nothing had yet been accomplished. So every new day calls us to our mission with new devotion and sacrifice. So every day they had to clean out the ashes and do a new sacrifice. And okay. and it says here. Um, Woe unto the person with a smug self-complacency that he can rest on his laurels on what he has already achieved. So basically what it's saying is you can't just rest on your laurels and think, well, I did uh, this yesterday and um, that's and I don't need to accomplish anymore. 
Um, Good point. Never, mm -hmm. never rest on your laurels. So you don't leave the ashes in the altar. You got to clean them out. You got to start fresh a new day. And mm -hmm. this is really uh, what I loved about it. It said here, um, he says here, uh, they carried for, uh, the ashes out of the camp. Every trace of yesterday's sacrifice is to be removed uh, from the altar so that the service of the new day can be started on a completely fresh ground. Given okay. these considerations, Roya, uh, mm -hmm. we can understand the law that prescribes the wearing of worn out garments. Mm -hmm. uh, they, used, they, they, they would have to change their garments every day um, when they did this. Uh, it, it says here, when one is occupied with the achievements of the previous day. Um, so you can't think about yesterday's achievements. Every Good day point. you got you to keep going higher and higher. Mm -hmm. uh, it says here, this is, this is the one that really got me. Uh, the past is not to be forgotten, but it is to be retired to the background and is not to invest us with pride before the fresh task to which each new day calls on us. This is what Rabbi Hirsch's commentary is on this verse. Basically, okay. what he's telling is uh, when they're taking the ashes out from the previous day, they're putting it outside the camp. Now, that represents uh, the past. And right. We need to move forward, and you have to not forget about your past, but don't live in the past. I couldn't take agree the, more with that. Take the past, put it to the side, remember it, but don't dwell on it. and move Learn forward. from it. Learn from it, move forward, and only then will you be able to continue to achieve more and more and climb the ladder of success, whether it's spiritually or within your job or personally in relationships. Yes. That's my Devar Torah, everybody. I hope that inspires you because it inspired me. Move forward. Don't dwell in the past. That's it, baby. We're all out of time. <laughs> I love it. Shavua Tov, everybody. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their Pesach. Roya, real a, quickly. Have a great week. Love you all. Love you, Stephen. I love you, too. Love you, everybody. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dots, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dots from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! 
You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Israel News Talk Radio. 